Hello, my Hanyaks. Welcome back to the Rambling Viking Podcast. Hopefully you've had a great week so far. If not, there's still time to turn it around. And I'm going to go ahead and continually be annoying. Uh, probably I'll be every episode now. So just bear with me in this 20-second rant. Go follow Blessings from Tragedy. Go share those posts and that show around. And put the word out that I need guests. I've got... I'm good until May because I'm reposting all these episodes that were previously here, but that's going to come quick and I'm going to need your help because that podcast hinges on people coming on and sharing their stories. Now I do have a plan in place for when I don't have people, but all in all, I need stories. And so many of you have already shared your stories. Maybe you have another one or maybe you know someone, you probably know someone who maybe has a story and I get it's a sensitive topic, but the pitch is simple. Hey, you, you know, you've been through some stuff, but, um, you know, maybe there was some, some good that came out of it and they'll say, yeah, you know, this and that and she's sweet. Would you be willing to come and detail that story? My friend's starting a podcast where he has people share those to encourage each other and show that the, what good can come out of bad. Would you be willing to share your story? Yes or no. And I'll even give you the option. You don't have to come on and verbally tell it. Well, that is the best method. If you say, wanted to tell me and I relay the story and talk about it, obviously less interesting, but I could do it and we can make that happen. So that's really just kind of up to you. But yeah, blessings from tragedy. I need guests. Share the posts too. Don't just, don't just like them, Rachel. Share them as well. Share them, share them, share them. And it shouldn't be anything embarrassing that I'm posting there because it's not, not like here where I have episodes titled Jim Bob Cooter. Anyways, you know what else I'm realizing? It's March. You know what March means? March Madness. That's right. And you know what we got? Oh my. Oh, okay. There we go. Cool. That, that means I've been asked twice now by Rachel. Shout out to her. Oh, you're doing March Madness stuff. And I was like, I haven't even thought about March Madness stuff. But, and then here it is. We're March. We're March. We're in March. <laughs> And I was like, crap, she's right. Got to get this going. I was like, do I really want to do it? You know, we had a few last year. It was fun. And I was like, yeah, what the heck? Let's keep this thing rolling. So whether you're sports or no sports, Shane, talking to you. Come on, old man. Get up off that thing. Fill out your own little bracket. I don't know where that came from. But do it. We got March Madness coming up. You know, it's going to be towards the end of March is we're going to have the NCAA tournament. And that's fine. But you got to be ready now. Um, got to start. Let's see, when does this start? I think the 14th, the 13th, because the Big 12 tournament in Saturday the, Saturday the 11th. That's right. And so I believe, let me just Google this. Does NCAA tournament start? All right. So, yeah, uh, if you're not familiar, I've done a bracket challenge, so I make a group, it's on ESPN, I'll put a link to that in the description, but I'll also give you all the details here, I make it a private group, so there is a password, so you need to be um, aware of that, but the group is going to be called, where is it, the Hanyak Horde, if you can't spell Hanyak, it's H-O-N-Y-O-C-K, and you should be able to spell the rest of that if you can't figure it out. The password is no caps Hanyak. Uh, our motto is obviously ride the lightning. And here's an interesting wrinkle that I'm doing. 
So in years past, you know, you get one entry into this group. That's it. And I've made like 10 brackets in the past before on my own, but I only enter one. I'm going to allow for the sake of having more excitement and maybe taking taking a podium, one person taking first, second, and third, I'm going to allow three entries per person. So you sign in, you can, you can make three brackets in this group. Now, two things I will say, your name, whatever your username will be posted. So you don't like my username is the Viking bus. It's pretty easy to tell. So for, for the, for my ease, because I will sprinkle in updates of how the bracket challenge is going on episodes during that time, whatever you title your bracket, it'll just be like your username. And then one, if you want to get creative and, and, you know, change the name of whatever entry that is, like I did, I, my, my three names are the winner, ride the lightning and upset central. But with those, I put my initials, not my initials, but my initials as it relates to the Hanyak horde. I'm the head of Hanyak. So I did HH in front of all of those names, HH dash this, HH dash that. So when I'm, when I go and look through the standings, I know those three are mine, even though I can also tell my mom username, but that would be very helpful if you do join and, and make three entries and you, and they're all something named, named separately. Now, if they're all named the same thing, that's fine. Just leave it. But if you want to get creative like me and have names, throw in your initials or something like that to kind of keep them grouped all together so I can know who's who. But yeah, I'm thinking about trying to work together some sort of prize for the winner. And my thought is this. We could, hopefully there's nothing illegal about this, but I thought about having everyone just chip in a couple bucks or maybe five bucks and not per entry, but just in total. So it wouldn't be, you wouldn't have to put 15, it'd just be five, five bucks. And then we could do a first, second, and third, right? First place gets, you know, or, or I like winner take all really. So winner take all would get that pot, right? And that'd be kind of fun. Um, or, you know, it could be two bucks or a dollar, just something, or it could be something creative where we all pitch in to get a gift card and the winner gets a gift card or something like that. But maybe you're like, wow, I'm entering your challenge and you're making me pitch in. Yeah, man, we're balling on a budget over here, a very, a budget of basically nothing. So I'm not made of money, but at the same time, I haven't decided. So let me know your thoughts on what you think we could do for a prize as far as that goes. But like I said, the first link in the description will be the link to the group page. You can join it. It has the podcast logo. The password is Hanyak. If you search it, it just look up the Hanyak cord and you'll find it and you'll need that password and join in. So join in now. We've only got a couple weeks before it starts. So Selection Sunday is March 12th. So that's a week from this weekend, right? We've got, we've got like a week and a half. First four is March 14th and 15th. And then the first round starts March 16th and 17th. So get joined in. Let's light this up and let's have a good time. And let's talk some trash about it. So yeah, join. I am doing a bracket challenge and spread the word to your friends too. Feel free to invite outsiders. They don't have to be a part of the Hanya Accord. I would say you say, hey, this cool podcast I follow, which you should listen to, is doing the bracket challenge. You want to jump in? And um, yeah, and maybe we'll have that decided. But I do want to know your genuine thoughts on a kind of a grand prize. It'd be something small, something fun. Uh, I don't know what it would be yet, but... Uh, maybe it would just be a gift card to my favorite restaurant because I plan on winning. And so if I do win, I want it to be somewhere that I want to go. And this is my tournament challenge. And so uh, I am the dictator of this group, this tournament, this bracket group, so I can decide. 
And two, the fun thing is there's points per round as well. So we can, we, there's so many things to consider. So I'm open to any and all ideas you might have about grading. Cause someone could kill one round and then tank the rest of the rounds. And, and the fun of having three brackets is if you do it strategically, it's like, all right, if I tank that first round and you're kind of screwed the rest of the time, you're out of it. Maybe there's a fun way that we could do something. It'd be fun to do round by round picks. Like even if your bracket gets screwed up, but I don't know how to do that. So we won't do that. Here's what we're going to do. But anyways, yeah, go, go join that. Join that. Okay. And we'll figure this all out. Link is in the description, y'all. Let's, let's do some March Madness fun. I always love March Madness. I remember it would, they probably still do this up in Enid, but like when I was in high school and stuff and they'd, the, the newspaper would print out a giant bracket, we'd fill it out and it was so much fun. And we, and I did stuff at school. And the annoying thing is, you know, who always wins the person who has no idea about basketball picks based on colors, mascots, or names. And just like is willy nilly. It's like, I have no idea what's going on, which is my pitch to you, Shane. You won't know what's going on at all. But usually, usually the most ignorant people somehow magically do the best in these things because it is that much of a crapshoot when it comes. You, there's always going to be big upsets, but you never know who exactly is going to do it. And that's the trouble. And so that's why it's like, it's really pure luck because you might as well be playing craps in Vegas, right? Like your odds are just the same, but anywho, we'll keep this thing moving. I got a lot to get to today. So for all my Oklahomies, we're up against a state question right now, and that state question, 820. If you're not familiar, that's the recreational marijuana state question. I want to know your thoughts on that. Where do you stand on that? Because I am in a very conflicted position. I'll be open and honest here. My view of marijuana, well, I'll just say weed. Marijuana is just, I don't know, it feels so official. My view of weed, of pot, is, is evolved. Now, for my Christian listeners, and this may get me in a little bit of hot water, but I think there's a conversation to be had here, right? I think in many ways, I've come to realize it is, I put it, I would put it in the same category of alcohol. Now, in the sense of its lethality, its addictiveness, its damage it does, meaning like alcohol is readily acceptable and been acceptable. It's not, you know, uh, psychedelic and, and and to to drink alcohol obviously not into drunkenness is not what you want to do and so you know because the whole thing is it's a schedule one or whatever it's up there with cocaine and heroin and it's we can all agree it's not on that level now the question then comes to bear though is like okay is that then justification to make it full-on recreational and manage it the same way that we manage alcohol because we tried prohibition a hundred years ago and we all know how that went and, you know, should we just go with the whims of the culture or will this maybe open a door? Will this be a net negative? I think in a lot of ways it will be a net negative because I think you're going to see if this passes, you'll see people flock here and it's going to be like, it's going to be like it was when Colorado first did it, it was the first one and everyone went there and it was just people all in the streets. And even, even when we lived in Denver last year. You'd walk around so many places, it just smelled, I hate the smell of weed. It just smelled like weed everywhere. And I was like, I don't want that. And then also there's, you know, kind of my, my Christian ethics that come into play. And it's like, you know, is this, is this something that I should support? Um, even though maybe my personal view is like, look, I think it's, it's, it's almost, you know, it's no worse than alcohol necessarily. 
at least in the ways that we have it now, where you have gummies and different things like that. Now, the concentration is way more than it was, say, back in the 60s. But is it does that mean that we should just bring it right alongside? And it's like, consider like, oh, hey, we're going to we're going to we're going to all eat a cookie. You know, you come over for dinner and we'll have a cookie for dessert. Let us like uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Obviously, in church, this got brought up and our pastor mentioned it. And, you know, Oklahoma Baptists are staunchly staunchly against it and they have their whole list so it's unwise and unnecessary and seeing that's that's the real question right it may there may be a a rational and reasonable case for it and it may you know to take that step from medical to recreational but as is always just because you can do something doesn't mean you should and that to me is the wisdom principle and where we should really be wise about this. Now, for many of you, it may be black and white. You may be sitting back and be like, bro, you are your wild Christian out here. Okay. I'm going to need you to rein it in. And that's fine. I'll accept that. But it's, it's a wisdom question to me. Right. And so that's where the Oklahoma Baptist makes a good case. Say it's unwise and unnecessary, right? Just because we can, or just because maybe this is reasonable, doesn't mean that we should, right? Because within the bounds of, of Christianity and in Christ, I do have the freedom to say, drink wine or drink a beer or drink a good whiskey. And I do that, right? But just because I can and I am an adult and I'm old enough and I, and I can do what I want doesn't mean that depending on the situation that I should, right? Because out of respect for someone else who may be classic thing, it would cause them to stumble or say I'm in the presence of someone who's maybe my elder or I'm at their house and they don't drink. They don't, you know, it would be, it would be disrespectful for me to bring in a whole bunch of beer knowing that like, Hey, they don't like alcohol in their house. They don't like drinking. They don't want to do that. No, out of respect for them. I have a water, right? I'm not saying that I would do that anyways. (laughs) I got a 30, 30 pack of natty right here. Ready to party Rico. And he's like, bro, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And you're like, it's fine. It's all for me. I would have brought two thirties if there was one for you. I don't, I don't know. That's not me, but yeah. So I won't belabor all the, I'll I'll have two more links. There's gonna be a lot of links today, y'all. So KOSU doing their whole big thing, just breaking down what is state question 820. And then, um, it's a, it'll be a PDF link to the Oklahoma Baptist and why you should say no. And they give four or five different reasons, right? They, uh, they say recreational here, I'll, I'll hit their high points, just their, their headers, right? So it said it's unwise and unnecessary. Um, and they use the term pot smokers paradise at one point, which I don't disagree. We've seen that with the dispensaries. And one point they have in here is there are more dispensaries, medical dispensaries, than there are churches in Oklahoma. Let that sink in. That's freaking huge. You know, how, you know how hard it is to come in and in a matter of like three or four years, overtake in numbers churches in Oklahoma. Like I, we've always joked that it's kind of the wild West and, you know, and it's like, and there's been one, one little building and it's been five different dispensaries in the last five years. Right. It's coming and going. Cause it's kind of loosey goosey and it's like deregulated, which from a political standpoint, I'm to a certain extent, I'm, I want it to be, you know, free market, but from a wise standpoint, it's like, Do we need to do that with these certain things, right? Like, is it good to have this so easily and readily available and injected into our culture like this? And, and that, that caused me pause. I didn't know that. 
there are more dispensary. And imagine if it gets recreational. Well, I guess most of those will just switch and be able to be, it'll change, but you'll definitely get more. And it's like, look, and I'm not sitting here being like, we need to have, we can't have more dispensaries in churches. Like that's ungodly. Like I'm not getting into weird legalistic territory. I'm just saying that is shocking. Cause if you've been around Oklahoma, you can go to a small town with a thousand people and see three churches. All right. And you're like, what? There's only a thousand of you. Y'all got three church. A, we're stubborn rednecks. B, can't be, can't have too many churches, right? And now it's that way dispensaries. So that's a good point, right? They say this specific measure comes with empty promises and disguised consequences. So there's lots of like um, retroactive um, decriminalization of stuff and expunging of records for previous offenders. They say it causes easy access to mind altering addictive substance that has proven adverse effects on the user and their families, which of course, you know, people famously say it's not addictive and this and that and whatever. And it's true. But as I think with the, with the potency going up and, and I think chronic heavy use, no, there's, there's definitely not a side of no side effects. Like there's, there's definitely something going on. Right. And it just hasn't, I don't think it's been studied near enough and studied fully. And, and it hasn't been this accepted long enough for what we have now. Cause 20 years ago, it was a fraction of potency of, of the potency that it is now. And so that's a different ball game, right? They say we're being, yeah, we're being overrun today. And they actually, that was the point that they made too. Today's marijuana is dangerously enhanced. And they say to approve it would remove important legal barriers between the people of the state and the trafficking of these addictive mind altering drugs. I always love when they have to like do their big long, like that's their tagline, their catch, these addictive mind altering drugs, you know, it's like really got to play it up. So Oklahoma Baptist say vote no. And I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit on the fence because I think for, I can see the, the more liberal side of things where it's like, like I said, it's in a lot of ways I could view it in the same vein as alcohol, right? Like you can have some super strong whiskey. You don't go and chug it though. You, you get a finger or two, you sip it on ice, you enjoy a nice whiskey. And I can see there being a vein with say pot or weed that's the same way now you might disagree with me um because and and for so many reasons and i think that has to do with you know the conditioning over the last hundred or so years with legality around it and it's where it's been grouped but i mean the more that i see the more that i look into it i'm like all right there's there's and and you have the whole cbd thing now one thing i did learn was that it used to be like the cbd the cannibal I'm not going to get into it. The CBD and the THC content were about the same. And now the THC content is like, you know, 10, hundred times more than the CBD. And so that's what makes it stronger and more of a mind altering thing. And that's where it's like, yeah, see now we're, oh, we're going to up the potency. I'm out on that. Right. And well, it needs to be regulated and regulated down. Right. It's like, okay, I can buy a, a bottle of, you know, high proof bourbon and, but I, but I drink very, very little and I sip it very, very slow that's, there's got to be an equivalent. Now, my general rule, though, I was talking about this with my wife, and she was like, oh, well, like, uh, yes or no? And it's like, my general rule of thumb is the Ron Swanson approach. And that is, in these type of debates, I look at this and I say, look, if I'm sitting here going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, I always think the wise thing is, is to hold off. If you're not sure, sure enough, I should say, 
then vote no. If you're like me, maybe, and you're a little bit on the fence and a little bit like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe not, then let's hold off and we can address this down the future. Because I do think there are legitimate concerns with specifically certain stipulations within this one on the criminal justice reform side, different other things. It's like, I, I got lots of questions. And so I say, look, when, you know, this is, I, to me, that's the wise move is to not flippantly say, well, let's just go ahead and do it and we'll figure it out. No, no, no. Vote no, vote it down. And then we'll, and then we'll, we can readdress this maybe in, in a proper way or and hope maybe when it comes back around, I'll be, I'll have it more figured out. Because I'll tell you right now, I don't want to walk around downtown and just smell weed everywhere. I'm not in for that. On one, on one level, I'm just like, yeah, that I definitely don't want. So there, there's that thought, but that's my general thoughts on it. I go back and forth, back and forth. I'd love to hear kind of your stance. And if you maybe have some nuance in it, like me, or you're staunchly against or for it, wherever you stand, I'd be curious to hear. But realistically, I'm, I'm, I'm going to vote no out of the caution of wisdom. And also just saying, you know, is this even the wise, is this the wise move overall for Oklahoma? I'm not so sure that it is because as we'll see later in this episode, we got other things we got to figure out. Uh, my closing point is, and it's like, our priorities are so cattywampus right now. It's like, all right, I, I get it. All, all, all the kids want to be able to smoke weed. Truth be told, you can telehealth a doctor. I've seen billboards of this. You telehealth some doctor in California or wherever for telling me you have anxiety. Boom. You can get a medical card like that and you can go do it all you want right now. So the barrier to entry is really quite low, at least as far as I understand it. I've never tried doing that or anything. So but but I see the billboards and the advertisements and I'm like, oh, this is this is easy. This is easy. Yeah. So state question eight twenty, where do you stand? March seventh, are you gonna vote on it? I I would say whether you are yes or no, go vote on it. Um, because it's the only thing that we're voting on that day. Normally these things line up with another election, so people are already voting. We're not voting on anything else. So go vote on it. Go vote on it. But all right. If you didn't see this last weekend, Woody Harrelson hosted SNL, which surprise, I didn't see. SNL has gotten, has gone downhill and used to watch it a lot growing up. And then, you know, you had Andy Samberg, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, those days, they were awesome. I don't really watch it anymore. Most times not really that funny. Uh, personally, I can't stand Pete Davidson and that is just the Pete Davidson effect. People either love him or hate him. It's like, I don't deny that the guys, you know, said some funny things and can be funny, but all in all, don't like his delivery. Don't think he's that funny. Don't like him. <laughs> and they play it up in the Taco Bell commercials. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So good for them. And I'm glad he owns it, right? I would obviously, no hard feelings toward the guy. But, and he's not the reason I don't watch SNL. I just don't care for it. Woody Harrelson is hosting. Did a monologue and I saw this come across. Like Woody Harrelson, blow up, monologue, or whatever. I was like, huh? Link, there's a link for this too. You can go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's about a seven minute monologue. It's great. And it is, it is funny. It's kind of meandering. He's, he, Woody Harrelson is one of my favorites, just personally. Just his demeanor, his look, his style, it's pretty funny. And he does a good job making some laughs, but he closes where he's talking about, he read this script, where the biggest drug companies, they get together, they buy the politicians, they buy up all the media, and then they force, they force people to take their drugs so that they can live their life. And he's like, can you imagine people being forced to take drugs? And 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 to keep taking him and he's he's obviously referencing the last two and a half years that we've been through almost three years now really and um obviously talking about very obviously if you know anything about snl 
very liberal, very left-leaning. And so the audience is usually, you know, cheering on when they hate on Donald Trump and cheering on Jim Carrey as Joe Biden, even though Biden's just weakened at Bernie's right now. Dude, dude is incoherent, but that's a side story. Anyways, and he drops this epic, and so the epic bomb, and everyone's like, Woody Harrelson, so based, so based, so based. And honestly, I watched it, I was like, we'll see. Watch it so based. And you know, the crowd was laughing and cheering throughout. He does that. Pin drop. Pin drop. Like, pin drop silent is what I'm saying. Sorry, I realized. Like, you could hear a pin drop. <laughs> it was like, oh, whoop. And then he's like, all right, let's start the show. And everyone's like, woo. <laughs> and normal cheering again. Epic. Have the huevos. Woody Harrelson's got some huevos on. I feel like that's Zombieland Woody Harrelson. One of my favorite, you know, and he just going around. And just no fear. He's just trying to find his Twinkies. All he keeps finding are snowballs. He, you know, kills Bill Murray on accident. Just having himself a grand old time. And and I feel like he is so. That is just so much of his personality. It's like the Danny McBride effect. You know, like Danny McBride is just Danny McBride in every film that he's ever been in. And I love it. And I honestly, if I ever got into that game, I feel like that would be me probably more or less. I could maybe play some. Some varying roles, but more or less, like I would find my niche and just like, oh, you, Gus is Gus on screen. <laughs> You're not going to stop that freight train. You know, he just may go by a different name that day. But you go check it out if you haven't checked it out. I loved it. Good job, Woody Harrelson. I love how, I mean, there's one person in Hollywood at least who's brave enough to go on SNL and call it out even. Now, I mean, granted, he kind of. He kind of played both sides and played a good neutral. He honestly did a good job, like playing kind of a neutral ground where, cause he talks about he's from Texas. And so he's a redneck, but he's got a red part and a blue part, but he's purple, all that, all that stuff. Yada, yada, yada. He's probably pretty liberal in most of his policies, but the fact that more, uh, well-known people are coming out and saying those things. I love it. I love it. I love it. So moving on to maybe uh, more heavy topics. Yeah, so lots of links in the description today. You're going to have a whole, it's going to be a whole ocean of links. Click them all. Got to click them all. More songs. What are we doing? So this is something that I definitely want to highlight because it's a, it's something, it's a general concept I've been talking about how like, look with this whole, because with this transgender debate and all this stuff going on and Leah Thomas and all that nonsense. And what I keep saying, like all those swimmers came out anonymously because they didn't want to sacrifice something. It's like, look particularly talking to people who are like-minded like me and but even but even within the christian world specifically is like it's we are well past time where it's like you we've got to start being willing to put our necks on the line to say speak the truth to stand on that truth and you can do that in love still but to stand on principle and be willing to sacrifice something. Novak Djokovic, right? Number one tennis player in the world. And you thought, oh, they'll bend over back. And they stood strong and he stood strong on some principle and was like, I guess I'm not going to play in these tournaments because he, he was willing to stand on a principle. And it's like, we've got to, we've, we've, we need that to start happening, especially when it comes to this trans issue and trans kids in sports specifically, because dudes are going to take over women's sports. That's the joke is like all the... 10 years, all the best women are going to be men. 
And that's what we're gonna have. And it's like, oh look, who won who won the men's division? Oh, this guy. Who won the women's division? Oh, this guy, his brother. And that's that's kind of the joke that I've it's like, yeah, that's what it's gonna be. If if people don't start, you know, we sit some people sit back and to cry after the fact, but then usually the athletes still compete because why? Because we don't want these women don't want to be robbed of their opportunities, but we're seeing it left and right. And so a few days ago from the Daily Wire. Saw this Christian high school withdraws from state tournament rather than compete against team with trans player. So this uh, small Christian school in Vermont, this girls basketball team, they were they made it to state, which anyone knows that's a big big deal, right? But then they withdrew from the state's tournament last the state tournament last Tuesday because they were set to play a team that had a man on it. Or trans woman, you know, trans girl, right? So they had a boy pretending to be a girl on their team. And so they were the number, they were the low seed, they were the number 12 seed, which obviously, if you have a dude on your team, you better be the high seed, just saying. Number 12 seed, mid-Vermont Christian school, they forfeited their game against number 5 seed, Long Trail, because they did not believe it was fair to play against a transgender athlete. And to that, I say, Standing ovation. That is incredible. That sucks for the girls of that basketball team. And I hope that this in part was their choice, that they were okay with this, that it wasn't the coach or the AD just stepping in saying, we're not doing this. Now, even if it was, they technically do have the right to do that. But all in all, I want to highlight this because I think it's important when people do actually start standing up like this, that they get, they get the proper notoriety that they deserve. That like, look, oh, okay, if you are willing to stand up like this, you need to be highlighted. And so I want to highlight them, say, my hat is off to you. You, you know, I fully support that. And thank you for being willing to put your money where your mouth is. And really, I mean, that costs. They were number 12 seed, so it's a long shot. But you never know what could happen. They could have gone on to win state. They probably have seniors on that team. That costs something. But I think the cost is worth it and worthwhile because what do we have? We have boys and men competing in women's sports, competing against women. I just listened to a podcast interview where they interviewed this girl who's in skateboarding and she, she broke the story about the, the trans skater that she ended up competing against and getting second to and those sort of things and talking about that issue. And yeah, she took a lot of flack for it and has taken a lot of flack for it, but has been willing to stand up. And I, I say my hat's off to you. We need to point this out. And particularly this one, you know, it's, partic- it's a Christian high school. And, and I think that's important for us Christians to do because what I always heard when this first started coming about, and I struggled with it, right, was, oh, well, would you, you know, would you capitulate essentially to a trans person or whatever? Because, you know, out of love, they, this was the pitch. It was, it was respectful. It's a loving thing to do. But I've, you know, since that was, was early on and I hadn't encountered a lot. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, that doesn't feel like it is. But I was like, at the time, I was like, look, if you want to be a girl, I'll treat you like a girl. It's fine, right? But just be a girl, right? Don't be, don't be playing this wishy-washy bouncing back and forth. But then I came to realize, no, actually the loving thing to do is to, is to tell this person who is, you know, is struggling with, with a serious mental illness that no, God may, you know, this is the way that God made you. And I know 
that you feel like you're in the wrong body, but I'm so, you know, I can't, I, I respectfully, I'm not going to buy into this fantasy, right? I, I, I see you, you are a man or you are a woman officially. And, and, and I cannot go along with that. And this falls into, you know, the kind of that called tough love, I guess, but it's, it's the love of truth, right? Like if you think about your true friends are going to tell you when you have something in your teeth, a good friend, a good true friend will tell you if you're getting kind of fat and be like, Hey man, what's going on? You gaining a little weight. Life's been hard. Right. And, but, but nowadays friends must affirm and capitulate to every little thing you're doing and celebrate every little thing, even if it's the wrong thing. When to me, a good friend, I'll always come back to this Goggins quote. You've heard me say it a thousand times. Look, I'd rather you hate me and get better than like me and, and stay the same. And what he essentially was saying is like, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'm going to sit here and call you, you know, call you fat or call you a loser, or call you whatever to point out your shortcoming in hopes that you'll go and get better. And you can hate me for that, but I'd rather, but I, I at least, you know, kind of did some part. And, and to me, that, that is, that is the loving thing to do. So to, to, you know, to the Christians out there, it's like, it's a hard situation, especially when you talk about like personally for me, it's, and I haven't really encountered it, so I can't say for sure, but I essentially would say, look, respectfully, um, I, I can't do that. And, you know, obviously it's seen as extremely hurtful and disrespectful and damaging. And, and some people say it's violent to do this in no way, shape or form. It's violent. You are coming here with this ideology, from this worldview, from this perspective, saying, hey, uh, I need you to go along with this thing that is fundamentally opposed to my worldview, my fundamental beliefs, and you're saying, hey, my fundamental, I need you to accept my, I need you to not accept, I need you to go along with my fundamental beliefs, and I'm saying, I can't do that because what you're doing is against my fundamental beliefs, right? It's like, it's like, hey, it's almost as if a Muslim was like, hey, you're in my house. You're going to pray with us five times a day to Allah. And it's like, I'm a Christian. I'm not going to pray to Allah. And he's like, well, this is deeply disrespectful and offending to me. And it's like, dude, no, it's not. And, but there is, there is that opposition right now. It's two opposing worldviews standing, on, on, standing you know, opposite each other. And it's like, you've gotta, you, you're going to have to make a decision. And it's going to be hard and it's going to cost you. And you might be called a bigot. You might be called hateful. And you can't control that because that's, that's the trick that has been implored or employed, sorry, deployed actually is if you don't go along, you hate me and you disregard my humanity and my identity. When in actuality, what we're saying is no. I am, I am acknowledging, I'm acknowledging the truth of your humanity as, as someone who is a child of God made in the image of God and lovingly, I'm trying to bring you back down to reality. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. And you may not hear that, but you know, all I can do is continue to love you. I love you as a person. I'll use, I'll use your given name. Um, the pronouns is a tricky one. I, I, cause I, I found this out a long time ago. I am like really uh, long story short, I was in a situation and it was like, dude, once it's set in my brain, like you're a man or a woman, you get those pronouns with me. 
and and you can't come and say it's like oh these are actually my pronouns and they're opposing to what you clearly are because I will it will not work. Be, frankly, that's not how language works. You don't get to choose that. That is based upon immutable facts. But that's neither here nor there. So shout out to what was the school's name? Mid Vermont Christian School. Their girls basketball team specifically. And I just want to say, you know, being willing to put their season on the line right there and say, nope, we're not going to do it. This isn't fair. This isn't right. And we need more of this specifically as it relates to the youth part of this, because that's while it is all one conversation, you have adults who want to do it. And, and then specifically when it comes to sports and then when it comes to youth, those are hard lines for me where it's like, absolutely not. You should not allow that. Um, we need to, because there are, you, you can't get over biology in a lot of this stuff. I don't care if you've been, you know, you've been weakening yourself through taking all these exogenous hormones and whatnot. It doesn't, doesn't work like that. So shout out to them. And I just want to encourage you and offer that as encouragement that if you are in your in a situation like that, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm the expert by any means, but you need maybe some support or someone to talk to about how to handle it. I've had a handle, not, not, a, not a situation like this, but some similar situations. I'm more than happy to talk to you and maybe offer whatever counsel I can. And I'll, you know, I might point you to the resources, but I, I'm here for you. I support you, right? And, 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 that's, and, it, and then I would encourage you that if you find yourself in a position where it's like, well, I can stay quiet, kind of go along, get along, and I don't want to make a noise. It's like, no, no, but, but are you going to be compromising something? Don't compromise. You cannot compromise specifically truth like this because you're going to end up in situations where girls are competing against boys. We already have that and, and it's, and it's not, and, and we are, we are stepping all over women's spaces, women's rights, women's privacy, you name it. It's not okay. All right. We're going to move on to something a little bit lighter because it's been, been kind of heavy so far, right? Been a little heavy, but that link in the description, if you want to read that short article is below. So this week I heard a funny story. And I want to lead it off with this question because this classic meme. Tell me you don't understand the functionality of air fryers without telling me. How you might say? Well, let's say I say, "Hey. Hey Jerry, how's that new air fryer treating you?" Oh, it doesn't work. Oh. Well, what happened? Why doesn't it, you know, what's wrong with it? He says, it won't hard boil eggs. And then you get real wide eyed, do a couple blinks, maybe, maybe try and hold back a smile. And then you say, Hey Jerry, could you run that by me one more time? Did you say you were mad that your air fryer won't hard boil eggs? I just want to, I just, oh, you did. Okay. Because, um, just want to let you know, I don't know if you know how hard boiling eggs work and what the functionality of an air fryer is, but those, that's not, that's not in the description. (laughs) And, um, I've never hard boiled eggs by dropping them in grease. You know, I boiled them in water and then much less when you air fry something, um, it's not quite the same. I think you might be confusing air fryer with pressure cooker because an instant pot or something like that, another pressure cooker would definitely would definitely hard boil your eggs in a shorter time in a very simple way. We do it all the time, actually, here personally. Just, you just drop a bunch of eggs, cover them in water. It, you know, it takes maybe 20 minutes because it's 10 minutes of pressure cooking, but it takes a few minutes to get up there. And then you usually let it kind of de 
pressurized for four or five minutes or whatever, or 48 minutes like I accidentally did the other day. But yeah, there's, there's a fun little mishap for you. Um, and look, we all have our moments. And especially, look, I'm sure I'll have more moments like that, especially when I'm older and there's some crazy new technology, technology and I'm like talking to my kid or something and I'm like, hey, this thing won't do this. And, you're, and they'll be like, dad, it doesn't work like that. And you're like, huh? Which if you have Paramount Plus, random plug, wasn't planned, check out Tulsa King. That's kind of the whole concept. Jail for 25 years comes to Podunk Tulsa. And then he's having to learn about smartphones and all this stuff. It's pretty, it's funny. It's, it's still, it's a little aggressive, but it's all in all. I think it's pretty funny. So yeah, there's your, there's your fun moment. Your laugh at that. Um, we can all laugh together a little bit at that moment. And if this person, if that person, if word makes it to that person that, Hey, you got made fun of on a podcast. Look, it's fine. It's all in good jest. All right. We all have our moments. Might as well laugh at them. Right. So don't take it personally. Because if you listen to this podcast, you know I laugh at me. All right. And in other funny news, so if you haven't seen lots of viral stuff I'm covering this today, 5 million views on, on Twitter. This video came across, but there's this uh, black Marxist lady who's an activist and apparently was a member, is a member of the Black Panthers. I don't know. And PBS does this thing where it's like your roots or something. And, and so this guy breaks the news to her, you know, and. So the under, underlying thing here is, you know, she's a black lady, she's an old black lady, and so she takes the stance that, you know, and, and this, by and large, law of averages, can't, this would make sense, right? Black person in the U.S. today, I'm descendant of slaves. And there probably is some slave dissension in there. She's also, and this gets dropped on her, they're talking about it, and she's like, you know what that is? That's a list of passengers on the Mayflower, one of which, whom you who you'd, you are, whom you are a descendant of. Don't know if that's grammatically correct. Don't care. And she, her face, she goes, no, 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 that can't be right. And he goes, yep, that's right. You're, and then there's also another clip. I don't know if it's all in this clip. Apparently on, in another part of her ancestry, she's actually descendant of someone who owned six slaves. I don't know if it was a black guy or not, or a white guy, poor white guy or something like that. But so on one hand, in part of her uh, heritage, she's, She's descendant of a slave owner and someone on the Mayflower. Now she is black, so it's mixed in there, but it's just hilarious to think it's worth the watch because this lady is completely dumbstruck of like, uh, no, I'm not. I just can't even believe this because it kind of shook her whole world because she's been a part of, in a lot of ways, you know, a black, probably a black power movement and reparations and all this stuff. And it's like, I, no one's really guilt free here. Kind of, this kind of sheds light on that whole thing where it's like, look, you're black doesn't mean you're just, oh, I'm all slave all day. It's like you, there might be, those waters may not be so clear. No pun intended there. Don't take it personally. But it was pretty funny to see. It was actually incredible to see. I would watch it again right now if it wasn't 42 minutes in, but you can't hear the audio and it would be confusing. Incredible though. Oh, no, sorry. So this video says it has 5 million views. The video, and then this tweet has 24.2 million views. So this is from Henry Henry Louis Gates Jr. I think it's the guy who did the PBS interview, and I haven't seen the whole interview. But man, you want to see someone's world get rocked and their whole entire thing shattered, or like sphere get shattered of 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 what they thought their identity was? Watch this. And this is partially why I'm a little nervous to like do 23andMe or Ancestry, is because look, I know I am Scandinavian. 
and I'm should be very Scandinavian, but there could be a hard left somewhere in my lineage. And, and, uh, I have a whole podcast, 400 episodes deep. And a lot of things in my life revolve around me being a Viking. Now I could still be a Viking. It just wouldn't be the same. And so that's why there's one side of me. It's like, Nope, I'm going to believe the oral history. And I also know that, like, you know, my grandpa was Norwegian. My grandma was Swedish. My other side, they were a lot of Dutch. And so, look, I'm, that's where I'm from, that region. But I'm also a little nervous that uh, I might have this moment, which if I do one of these tests, be sure I'm going to film it just in case I do. But I don't believe that I will um, have that moment. But I'll, I'll film it just in case, just for you guys, or do it live on the pod. But we'll figure it out, so... Yeah, if maybe you're one of those people that's like, I was told we were Irish, and turns out I'm French. It's like, whoa, <laughs> redheaded French. Hmm. Hmm. A French redhead. Redheaded French. Gosh, I'm talking weird today. It's probably because this is doozy. All right, all right. That's the last funny. Um, final note, Oklahoma being Oklahoma again. Come on, can we be... I don't think this made national news, but I remember I remembered this somehow and was like, oh, I want to talk about this. Apparently, there is a group that is basically pro cockfighting or at least pro the ability to cockfight if I want to cockfight um, in Oklahoma. They're organized. They have a website, a Facebook page. They have donated around 70K um, or lobbied with 70K to Oklahoma legislators to push bills to decriminalize like um penalties for cockfighting <laughs> so taking it down from felony to misdemeanor and different things like that and i just can't even i, I saw that i remember seeing this as like this has to be the onion or the lost ogle or something no it's real and there's plenty of articles on it the one i will share is from the oklahoman <laughs> i just i thought i thought this issue was settled I thought everyone agreed dogfighting, cockfighting, you know, breeding and, 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 and nurturing animals to fight each other to the death and then bet on that and do that for sport and entertainment. I thought we all agreed that was kind of like across the board bad, like not okay. You know, Mike Vick went to jail and lost a few years on his NFL career because of it. Those sort of things. But apparently there's some people that think otherwise. And I, and I haven't read, I can't figure out why, what exactly their angle is on this. It, they're definitely kind of trying to come, they're trying to hop on the bandwagon of like, you know, criminal justice reform. And so that's kind of the veil they're using. But ultimately, and I think the other one is kind of a libertarian mindset of like, I own these chickens. If I want to fight them, I'm going to fight them. And it's like, all right, cool. But no, <laughs> there's illegal things you can do with them. If you were shacking up with him too and got caught, that would definitely be illegal. It's called bestiality. It's deeply disgusting and wrong. So yeah, and of course, you know, they detail, oh, he, they gave 2000 to Kevin, Kevin Stitt. And it's like, that does not mean that Kevin Stitt is on board with these fools at all. You can give to whatever candidate and, and maybe you get in the door and get the conversation rolling and then maybe they give you like, I, cause I went and talked to my local rep who about abortion and they, I know that she vehemently is on the other side and most of my constituents is, and that's why she got voted in. And so I knew it was deaf ears. I can go in and make my case known. It's like, she talked to this abolitionist dude and shoot, I could even donate to her campaign and say, Hey, change your mind on this. 
But sometimes people get caught up in like, they donated this amount. It's like, you know, they don't necessarily, the, the politicians don't control who donates. Now they can maybe not accept it, I guess. I don't know how all this works. But yeah, it's called the Oklahoma Game Foul Commission. Yep, that's what they call themselves. Very, very good name. Good marketing. Good, good marketing. They have 13,000 followers on their Facebook page. And it says, for your liberties, for your freedoms, for your rights, honor, tradition, and respect. And it has a rooster. And it says the Oklahoma Game Foul Commission. Wow. Just. And apparently some of their bills are passing. So, look, we can have a conversation about like, all right, should it be a felony to do this? Maybe not. Misdemeanor. But in terms of pushing for this to like be legal regulated sport, I'm out. I'm out on that one, man. This is gladiator games, but for chickens. And I'm out. I'm out. I just, I don't, I think it preys on the bat worst parts of our humanity. And that's why I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. But once again, I'll just come back to this simple fact. I thought this was settled. I thought we were settled on this. All right. It's like, it's like a group coming back to push to, to, to not allow, to make interracial marriage illegal or something like that. It's like, whoa, whoa, that was out of left field. But leave it to Oklahoma. And so this, I found this one article from Nondoc. Apparently, Oklahoma's big time. Surprise, when Oklahoma's big time in something, it's usually not something good. Just like when we make national news, it's something stupid. So, like, apparently Matt Walsh covered this, th- this story from Oklahoma that was, we were celebrating the first female ever to issue a thunderstorm watch. That's real. I need to go find this clip and watch from Matt Walsh officially. But that's what we're doing nowadays. Because you know why? All the glass ceilings, have, real glass ceilings have been broken. And as he said in his clip, I'm kind of quoting him here because I caught about 10 seconds of it. He's like, what is this, a glass coffee table? No, this is like a glass mug being shattered. What do we, like this is, it's, it's comical how hard we're trying to, the first woman to do, it's like, what do we, <laughs> You're going to have the first woman to buy a Lincoln Navigator cash next. I'm sure that's already happened, but if it hasn't, whatever, <laughs> whatever. But check this out. According to non-doc, let's see. Here we go. Here we go. Where is it? So, oh, we are top 10. There it is. All right. Oklahoma has been called the cockfighting capital of the United States. Reports claim, now these are just claims, that thousands of roosters have been shipped to other parts of the globe where cockfighting remains popular and prominent. What are we? We are the Texas. We are the equivalent of football recruiting from like Texas, okay? Or Florida or something like that. We got all the prospects. We do it big here. You want the best? Oh my gosh. Like ESPN Top 100. If there's an ESPN Top 100, <laughs> for roosters and cockfighting we would have like 40 of the top 100 <laughs> that's what this sounds like according to this article what i never knew i never knew leave it to oklahoma to be top 10 in producing cocks for cockfighting okay and if you haven't for had your inner 14 year old hasn't laughed at any at during any of this segment good job but if you have, also, good job staying young at heart. I appreciate it. On that kooky note, I got to end this show, yo. It's been, this has been a roller coaster. I have no idea what this title is. 
We're going to figure it out though. And I'll just say this again, blessings from tragedy. I need people to come and tell their stories. And also don't forget about this podcast, Gus. Second chair. We got more people coming on. I think I got Gabe, Caleb coming back on. Billy, my, Billy's coming back on. Everyone's coming back on. Connor, let's talk. If you haven't been on, you want to come on and roll second chair. Because this would have been a great episode to have second chair. We wouldn't have gotten to half these points. This would have been two second chair episodes separately. Because that's the thing. When you have second chair, one point that I can make and talk about for 10 minutes is a 30-minute discussion. But it's, but it's a good discussion. And it's, and it's almost a lot of times better than me just ranting and rambling on it. So I want to thank you for making this far, making this deep in this episode. I hope you enjoyed all the crazy stuff and enjoy all the links that are going to be in the description of this episode. Go follow them all. Most importantly, join my March Madness challenge through ESPN. The password is Hanyak. The link to directly to it is in the description. If not, we are called the Hanyak Horde. You can do up to three entries. Thinking about figuring out either uh, everyone chips in, we have a little pot and winner take all, or maybe I'll just do a grand prize, throw a little incentive behind there. You have three entries. You could take the whole podium, first, second, third. So check it out. Consider it. Uh, go and join. Get that filled out. We've, you know, Obviously, you want to do it once you have selection Sunday. So it's like there'll be a four-day period. But go ahead and get that set up. Get, that, get joined now. Tell your friends. Send copy you should be able to copy the link and send the link group and the password to them so they can join let's get a bunch of people in here have a fun march madness uh let's keep cockfighting illegal in oklahoma let's be wary when we're taking family ancestry things when we heavily invest into what we believe our ancestry is what are your thoughts on recreational weed question in oklahoma are you voting yes or no i'm probably voting no what else we got here? And stand up for what you believe in. Be willing to, to sacrifice. Because some things are bigger than, yeah, the state tournament in basketball. And shout out to mid-Vermont Christian School for pulling their team, saying we're not going to play. It's unfair. You guys have a, a biological man on your... You have a, you have a, you have a, you, you have a boy on your team who, who, who wants to be, thinks he is a girl. And is doing everything he can to be a girl. Well, maybe not, but I don't know what the rules are there. Oh yeah, go check out Woody Harrelson's monologue where he makes SNL crowd silent and it's awesome. Wow, was that a lot today? I hope you had fun. I had fun. That'll do it for this midweek update here on the Rambling Viking podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Go sure, sure to follow the show, follow Blessings from Tragedy. Help me spread that word, grow that page. All the stuff. Rate and review both shows. Follow us Facebook and Instagram. We're posting there. I'm trying some new formats for my I'm actually building legit graphics for my social post. Give me your feedback. What you like, what you don't like, what I could do different. Please. Anything and everything. Maybe something you want to see. May hey, maybe you try this. Cause I'm kind of switching up, seeing what's gonna be. So I'll be curious to see what this one ends up looking like. I don't even know what this episode's gonna be. Oh my gosh, it'd it'd probably just be a list of like three of the topics I talked about. And you're like, what? We'll see what I can come up with. But thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for being a part of the Hanya Accord. Wow, give me all your feedback. Follow all those links in the description. We'll see you here next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast. This is your head, Hanyak, signing off.